On today's episode of the Real Lives Podcast with former NFL athlete Sean Harper. The greatest competitor is not people around you. It's number one, you got to compete against yourself. But don't put a negative word on who I am and what is and what and what the essence of who I am. It's dangerous. Now you might be upset at me now or this and this and that and that because you're, you're you know you're too overbearing in your ego and and now people become you know, flighty. They change jobs. They do this. Why? Because they're always discontent. Oh, man, look, this is what I have. Do things on purpose or you go against the grain and you stand out. And you draw attention, but you don't shroud to that. You don't pull back from that. You turn into the surf and you ride the surf to the top. Just before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind you all to please like, subscribe, share the podcast with anyone who may be interested. And also please leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts as it'll just help grow the podcast. And yeah, we just want to grow it as big as possible. Can't do that without your help. So would really appreciate it if you could all go and do that. And yeah, hope you enjoy this episode with... Really interesting and positive guy in Sean Harper. So enjoy this episode. Okay, Sean, as a former NFL offensive lineman for multiple teams, working, you know, not just in the US, but in NFL Europe. And now you're a CEO of a multi-million dollar firm. Kind of wanted to understand why you do what you do. There's, there's, there's basically two types of mindsets. There's the... There's the success mindset, which is prescribed for you. And then there's the winning uh, mindset. And I believe that everyone is created to win. Um, I was basically, I, I'd come from a ton, a ton of adversity from learning disabilities, uh, uh, being kicked out of you know, a couple schools for disciplinary issues, stuttering my entire life. Graduating last in my class, uh, you know, with like a 1.62 accumulative GPA, not on my ACT, thought it most likely to fail. And one day I had this conversation that led to an epiphany. And the conversation was, well, you know what? I can't be successful. I don't have what it takes to be successful. Nothing around me breeds success. I said, but I can win. And the moment I said I can win, it began to change my trajectory, it began to change my mindset. Because now I'm looking at obstacles. Instead of looking at the obstacle, I'm looking past the obstacle and I'm looking at the opportunity. And I began to switch my mindset over to that winning mindset. And I saw everything as a challenge, either to a conquer or to conquer me. In essence, to change me, either Lord change the situation or change me. And I was able to kind of switch that to say, hey, I'm going to create a win-win in life. And I went from, you know, being being uh, voted most likely to fail, sitting on the bench to, you know, playing seven years, professional football, motivational speaker. I stuttered my entire life, right? And uh, from there, I became a motivational speaker, not from a success model, but from a win model. And that's what I now live. That's what I breed. And that's what I teach. Because if life is a game, you play the game to win. As um, you just said there, you graduated last in the class, which for a lot mm. of people could bring them down. It could, yeah. you know, really un- unmotivate someone. But for yourself, you changed that to obviously look at it as a, you know, you can win rather than succeed. So how did you push this mentality towards your ability to get drafted into the NFL? Sure. So basically I saw... Um, the actual, as I mentioned before, I saw the obstacle as an opportunity, and then from an opportunity, I turned into a challenge. 
And when I, once I was able to do that, it now connected with every cell in my being. So in order for me to really, you know, break that answer down, I have to explain to you the concept of winning. Winning is the fullest expression of who you are mentally, spiritually, socially, emotionally, financially, and most important to me is legacy. The greatest competitor is not people around you. It's number one, you got to compete against yourself. Okay. You got that is your number one competitor. It's not the people around you. It's the, it's the person within you. You have to break that person and mold and move that and shape that person to your will. Okay. That your will is to win. And then once that happens, you bring your body into agreement, spirit, soul, and body. Now I am in total agreement for the win. Now I am moving at light speed towards my goals because I'm moving in agreement and I'm moving um, as one unit. I'm not moving all over the place. This is my goal. This is where I'm going. Now I'm moving now with so much conviction that I step out of creation and I move into manifestation. So not only am I attracted to my goal, now my goal is now attracted to me. When you go from college level football to NFL uh, level football you know there's even then there's still a significant drop off in people who yes. manage to you know don't manage to succeed and get to the NFL so what made you stand out from those who fail to make it and those who make it persistence through resistance uh, that that is probably one of the number one qualities of a winner is that winners are persistent persistence through resistance you have to be able to fight through the you have to be able to fight through the resistance it's like you know you mentioned that you were from or that you live in australia right and there's a lot of surfers in australia this the surfing is a perfect example you see this massive wave coming in and then you're swimming towards the wave you're swimming into the resistance and at the last second you turn around and you allow that resistance which is now your ally to push you. You cannot have greatness without having resistance. You cannot be a dominator in life without having the resistance. You have to push through the resistance and the resistance will give you gratitude, will give you strength and will equip you for the next level. The greater the level, the greater the devil. Resistance is your friend, not your enemy. Obviously, you play for the LA Rams, Houston Oilers, the um, Indianapolis Colts. But then you went to play in Europe. So why that transition to Europe? You know what I, well, the NFL is extremely competitive and sometimes you have to take an indirect route to get to your goal, which I'm used to because before going to a four-year university, I had to go to a junior college and that's a two-year university. So I'm used to that form of zigzagging to the line to get to your goal. By the way, it's never a straight line and it's just like flying flying an airplane. When you fly an airplane, guess what? It's never on course. It's up and down, it's sideways, it's angles, and it's going on, it's just, it's, ne it's never on the course. However, once it lands, it lands. And so basically I had to, you know, I was playing with the Rams, I got released, an opportunity to go play in Europe to showcase my talent came up. So I went to Europe, showcased my talent, which allowed me to come back and play in the States again. So, yeah. Did you go out to Europe alone or did you go with family? No, alone. But I How love did you Europe. find that? God, I love Europe. It's a good place. Oh one of my man. favorite places. Yeah, I was in, I was in, I was in uh, Germany. 
and I was in Holland and I just had an absolute blast. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's such a, the cult for me, the culture brings something to me where I like, I like I've moved over here now, obviously the other side of the planet and there's still something that calls me back to it. That's like, yeah. I need to, well, there's one day I need to go back. It's, 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 there's something to be said when you look at a building that is 400 years old and you're like, you know what? You are an awesome person, but you're not that big of a deal. Because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of people behind you. There's a lot of people coming after you and that <laughs> building is still going to be there. You have so much history there. So it's easier to be grounded and rooted. Yeah. So when you obviously you went over to showcase your talent and then you got the opportunity to come back to the States, what was it that you were doing that allowed you to stand out again after being released to then get the opportunity to go back? Doing, doing, doing what winners do. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that word stand out because that's exactly what a winner does. A winner stands out. A winner makes him or herself different and which is interesting because in school you're taught to be the same you're taught to fit in but winners aren't taught that winners are taught to win and sometimes you win the race sometimes you're different sometimes you do things on purpose or you go against the grain and you stand out and you draw attention but you don't shroud to that you don't pull back from that you turn into the surf and you ride the surf to the top so i was able to make myself stand out and like giving up you know uh, the less amount of sacks or opening up the greatest holes for my running back something to stand out and once that happened they're like hey we like you i'm like well i like you too where's the money at here's the money let's go and that's that's how it happened at what point did you realize that your career as a professional athlete was coming to an end and what were you doing to set yourself up for when you left so an opportunity i actually invested in a company and the opportunity came uh for me to retire and i just felt you know what it's time you know it's time for me to sit back walk away from it and I was able to move in time, which is not a lot of athletes and winners can do that, to be able to move in time because you have such a goal and a desire to win. But you have to know when it's time to pull back, when it's time to step away. You have to know when. There's an old song, old Western song, a country song in, in the States is, you know, you got to know when to hold them, when to fold them, when to walk away and when to run. You know, you have to know when. You have to know when. Yeah. It's interesting because probably a good, the best analogy of that is if you look at fighters, you know, a fighter can be the top of the game. They can be quick. They can knock people out. They can, you know, outstrike someone throughout an entire fight. But it just yes. takes that one too many mm -hmm. and the jaw, they don't have a, they, you know, they've got a glass jaw now. They get knocked out fight after fight after fight. Chuck Liddell, yep. great example was just yeah. getting knocked out clean fight after fight and he just missed that point where he was going too long mm -hmm. and he, but he couldn't say he couldn't turn away from it and he still can't now which is crazy yeah. that, um, that but, is the weakness that is one of the main weaknesses of a winner it's win 
So how do you learn to stop yourself at the right you gotta time? Have people, you got to have people around you that you trust. And that's, that's number one. Number two, you have to have people around you that has the authority to speak into your life and say, hey, it's time. Hey, slow down. Hey, do this. Hey, do that. You need to have people in your life that can do that. It's very important. How did your career as a professional athlete prepare you for your life afterwards? So to become a CEO in the firm that you're in right now? It's the same game. It's the same game. It, it's, 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 well, because I am competing against myself to get up and put on nice clothes every day. I'm competing against myself to be the best that I can be. Now it's the best that the company can be. And then once I finish beating myself up, now I'm ready to compete with everyone else or the other people or the other owners. I'm going head to head every single day. We're taking market share. That's our job to take market share every day. So it's the same game. Hmm. The business that you're running now is obviously a security firm. And yeah. I heard and on a podcast. Listen, listen, listen. You, have to, you have to excuse my background. I had to move so I could have like high speed access, like a hardware. You know, it's just not like a prison cell or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, you said you said that you run a security firm. And when you first left your career in the NFL, it was being run into the ground when you sort of walked into it. So what did you do to completely change the course of this business's future? Oh, well, I begin to see it and um, I begin to structure it for what it really is. It's about winning. It's not about success. So success is so ambiguous to where people can now take that term and define what your success is. But winning isn't. Like I said, winning is the fullest expression. So now the company is my expression. So guess what? We got to win. As a company, we have to win. So now American Services, which is my company, Bridge Builders, which is my company, it is, it is the fullest expression of my win. And now it's our win. It's our company's win that we have to win every single day. Did you find the transition difficult into business from being a professional athlete? At first, because I didn't quite understand success. Success, as I, as I mentioned, is so, is, so, is so ambiguous. You know, like you can be successful today and be unsuccessful tomorrow. You could, it's, it's, just, it's just all over the place. Winning is not. Winning is not. By the term winning, what do, what do you mean? You keep, like you keep referring to that rather than success. Yeah. So what is a win to you? Winning is, as I mentioned, the fullest expression of who you are mentally, physically, socially, emotionally, financially, and legacy. That you push yourself in these six areas. You push yourself. And when you get to the top and you can't do no more, are you really satisfied with what you've done? No. Well, then you got to push more. That's winning so like guess what? Guess what? You're doing a podcast, okay? I'm going to ask you a question, but don't answer it. Are you doing the absolute best at your podcast? Don't answer that question, okay? People that are out there listening, are they doing the absolute best in life? Or, or is success giving them a way out? Oh, you're doing okay. You're fine. Remember one time I was playing, right? I was playing for the Indianapolis Colts 
and this running back, this this receiver. Now we won the game, right? But this this receiver is is upset. The receiver is upset. Like, dude, let that go. Come on. He said, no. He said, I dropped the pass. So when everyone left, he went in and he began to practice over and over. He began to practice everyone. And I don't know if you dropped many other passes for the rest of the season, but although everyone else was happy, they said, you know what? You did a good job. To him, he didn't do a good job. Okay. So now you have to define your success. It's like, no, my win is within. I didn't do a good job. So I'm going to be the best that I can be. Just like you got to do a good job and you have to be the best that you can be. Yeah. The, when you talk about winning, just a, a thought on that from myself is that, so in my experience, the hardest win to get is the win of making something a habit. So I sat on making a podcast for, I'm going to say three years before I actually made it. And then when I recorded the first episode, it was terrible. It was awful. Never released. Absolutely hated it. I spoke over the guy the entire time, struggled to flow the conversation the way I really wanted it to because I just made it so awkward. And now after making, this is my 24th episode. So like now it's a habit. It's something that I just do. It's something that's like on top of work. This is my thing. And I think making something a habit is probably the hardest win you can get. But once you have it, it's probably the most rewarding one to have. Yeah. Uh, 100% or making something negative as a habit is not. So you have to be careful with that, right? Mm. You have good habits. You can have bad habits. You're always going to make a habit. You have to make the choice to make good habits and positive habits and winning habits. So what? What are some good habits that you have that set yourself up for wins? Getting up early. If I can get up and it's dark outside and everyone else is asleep, I start the day with the edge. I got the edge. I'm up. I'm in the gym, 4.35 in the morning. I'm already winning. Everyone else is in the bed asleep. My day is planned out by like by like 11 o'clock. My day is done. Because I'm up at four in the morning and I done did so much. I done planned out everything. 11 o'clock, I'm done. I mean, I'll come in and say hi and I'll walk around and shake a couple of hands. But I'm done. Day's done. I'm done. Ah, I love it. There's a business owner um, based in Texas called Nick Bear. I'm not sure if you're aware of who he is. Mm. He's the owner of a supplement company. And he sort of says something along the same lines of, you know, if I'm up when it's dark, I'm up before anyone's awake. I'm I'm when, gaining that extra 1% yes. before anyone else is even awake. Yes, 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 hmm. yes. I'm already winning. So what and, other good habits and, do you have? And, yeah. Gratitude is, is, is extremely, extremely important. Hmm. Is sharing and showing gratitude. Like when I'm happy, I'm blessed. Oftentimes, when you don't show gratitude, you know, it tends to focus you more on what you don't have versus what you do have. And now people become you know, flighty. They change jobs. They do this. Why? Because they're always discontent. But man, look, this is what I have. Thank you, God, for allowing me to have that opportunity. Now, how can I grow within the opportunity? 
Be faithful over the little and you will always be promoted for more. Faithful over the little and you'll always be promoted for more. People have missed that nowadays because they're like, no, you know, I should be at this level. You know, I'm going, I'm moving, I'm going. And it's like life doesn't work like that. And so many young people are going to miss it because they're always looking for the next opportunity and versus making the opportunity work for them. Like, I'm going to make this opportunity right here and I'm going to blow this thing up. They're like, wow. Very few people think like that nowadays. They see somebody on Instagram. Oh, that's my life. Oh, yeah, I got that. You set up for failure. Mm. So what made you want to become a motivational speaker? It wanted me. It's my calling. This is what I was meant to do. It's, 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 I was chosen for this. I was chosen for this. What have you learned from it? Walk humble. Walk softly. You got to walk softly. You got to know how to deal with pride and ego. Because it, because it will sneak up on you and so quick. Walk softly. Walk gentle. Love more. Give more. Yeah. The territory of motivational speakers, I think, is always a bit of a weird one. Because sometimes like as you said walk humbly sometimes you get people who are motivational speakers and all they do is say i'm the best the way i do everything is the best and i you know or everything all my courses all what i sell is the best and you can't get any better that's all it is so how do you manage to steer clear of that and keep keep this sort of humble mentality because it's not from me. It's from, it's from God that's in me. It's not me. It's God that's in me. I keep God first. Keeps me humble. Keeps me broken. And trust me, when I get cocky, and I do have cocky moments, <laughs> he breaks we me all, down. We he humbles me. Yeah. How has religion helped you get to where you are? It, it is the only reason why I'm where I'm at. It's to know that I'm not and know that he is. It's the reason this is where I'm at. It's because of him. And uh, keeping that in me, God in me, Christ in me is everything. And let's just say, you know, at the end of the day, it's all a bunch of rubbish, you know. Well, guess what? It's a great book to live your life by. You know, do's and don'ts, you know, stay married, stay faithful, you know, <laughs> don't do this, don't cheat, you know, don't kill, don't rob. Hey, I, I'm, I'm not losing much. I'm not losing much. Yeah. Yeah. So in another podcast as well, you said live in the past. If you live in the past, you'll die in the present. Yeah. So how do you use this to prepare for future wins and successes? Well, it's... It's because you don't live in the past. You may uh, visit the past okay, because failure is failure is the greatest teacher. Life gives the test and it teaches the lesson. Failure is the greatest teacher. So you you may visit, oh, I need to do this better, need to do this better, need to prepare better here. And then you get out of there and you get into the present so you can uh, create your future. As people who may be wanting to start businesses, take leaps into things such as podcasts. What mm -hmm. three things can people be doing to 
create a life worthy of living that they want to, you know, succeed in? Number one is you have to know that you're a winner. You have to, you have to work on your self-concept. I'm a winner. Period. I win. Number two, you have to prepare and you have to consistently and constantly prepare yourself for disappointments, ups and downs, setbacks. And the last thing is you got to find a good mentor. It's really important to find somebody that's been in the game that you can say, you know what, let me learn from you. And you don't have to know them. You know, like, you know, if someone were to like watch you, they just watch all your podcasts. He, he got pod mic. Okay, that's what I'm going to get, pod mic. You know, just, yeah. just, just watch him over the years. Like, you know, okay. I see him with the, you know, okay. So he doesn't have wireless. He has a wired ear. Okay, all right. I'm learning from him. Boom. See how much, you see how far I've gotten so far, right? Right. I got the right mic. It sounds great. And like, okay, you got the earplugs just like that in five seconds, 10 seconds. And you just watch them. You just watch them and you emulate and you learn. Who was your first mentor and what did you learn from them? All of my mentors were my coaches when I played sports. They mentored me on how to be a man, which is more important than anything to me man and a father and a husband mm, there's it's interesting because obviously now there's this what is deemed as toxic masculinity that's, widely that's, across social media so yeah, to you how do you what to you how do you be your best version of what is a man <sighs> Toxic masculinity is a dangerous word. Yeah, I because, agree. Because basically what you're saying is that my masculinity is toxic and I'm masculine. So what do I not do? Well, there's a way to be masculine without being toxic. I'm crazy. I'm a man. That's what I do. Okay. Now you might be upset at me now, or this and this and that and that. Cause you're, you're, you know, you're too overbearing in your ego. You know, well, well then, well then, where's toxic femininity at? Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, how come there's no a barrier for that? No, man. No, you're a man. You're a man. Now, if you're out of order, bring it back to order. If you're being disrespectful, then hey, daggone, let's call that what it is. It's disrespectful. It's dishonorable. But don't put a negative word on who I am and what is and what and what the essence of who I am. It's dangerous. That's dangerous. I love it. So I have come to learn over the past few years that if we don't learn, we die. So we've always got to be learning something new. True. And for me, that's helped create different avenues, like moving to Australia, starting a podcast, all these different things. So how do you continue to learn on a daily basis? Challenging myself. I continue to learn on a daily basis because I always, which is a very good question, is that I always see myself as a sponge or as a child, right? You know how a child is always learning He's like, wow, like the world is a big adventure, right? Whenever I get to the point where I know it all, I physically and mentally say, up, oh, it's time to open up. It's time to start reading books. It's time to hang out. It's time to learn all the time. Like right now, I'm learning like um, 
chat GPT, right? Open AI. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, y'all better understand what's going on with this bad boy. You yeah. mix that open AI with Siri, and you mix that with uh, autonomous vehicles. And, can you imagine? It's a crazy Can you future. imagine open AI sitting on top of a driverless or a driverless vehicle? Oh, oh wow! Oh, oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's an incredibly useful tool if used in the right context, but which is still people are using it so in such wrong ways. Well, yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah, it's going to happen because humans are inherently we aren't inherently good people. Yeah. So why aren't we inherently good people? Because of our nature, our sin nature, we're born um, with a need for a savior. We aren't good people, and it, it just pangs me. And I laugh at people act like they're good. There's nothing good in us, even if we don't do it. Our heart wants to do it. Think about how much your heart wants to do things that are bad. Sometimes, you're like, mm, I just want to just knock him out right now. Where the heck? <laughs> I mean, you don't do it. You have restraint, but inherently. We're not good. We just act like we are, which is which hurts my feelings because we criticize people when they act bad. What are you criticizing? Their action or their intent? Because because you got the same intent. Yeah. It's a it's yeah. A bit, I think we can differentiate that sometimes because there are some extremes where the action's so unforgivable that it's worthy of that. But yeah. So on the other. Like you know, there's a there's a there's a little white lie, and then there's a lie that's built for multiple years, which destroys. Yeah, you know, I mean, a, no, no, no. A, a group, for example. We 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 go after people's action, but the intent's there, and, and oftentimes, if you squeeze enough, with enough pressure, you, you, it'll come out. Yeah. Um. How can we break negative cycles? Excuse me. How can we break negative cycles? First, recognizing that they are, mm. and then be intentional in doing something separate and different in first in your mind and then your actions for a prolonged period of time. Mm. Okay. And then I'll just ask you one final question because you mentioned legacy and I asked this to all my guests. So I feel like it's quite yeah. a fitting way to end is how would you like to be remembered? I would like to be remembered through other people's lives. I would like to be remembered through other people's wins. So in other words, I don't care if I'm remembered or not, but what I do care about is the wins in other people. I'm like mushrooms on pizza, right? Like <clears throat> you don't really taste the mushrooms, do you? But when you put them on pizza, it changes all, it changes everything, right? It's like, this mushroom has pizza. When you eat a mushroom, you don't really taste it. But when you, but when you put it on pizza, you're like, ah, oh, mushrooms are on this pizza. <laughs> That's how I would like to be remembered, through everyone else's wins. I absolutely love it. So just let everyone know where they can, where they can find you and how you can, yeah. they can follow you in your journey. SeanHarperWins.com. SeanHarperWins, 
www.shanharper.com is my uh, website. And if you go to Sean Harper, S-H-A-W-N-H-A-R-P-E-R.co, uh, you'll have a chance to get a free copy of my book. Boom. Love it. And socials? Oh, Jesus, Lord. I gosh, mention that. Oh, so Sean Harper Speaker, Instagram. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean Harper 75 Twitter. Aaron Sean Harper on Facebook for anybody that still that's still on Facebook and <laughs> and my uh, uh, winning page is winning by design and that's a Facebook group love it all right thank you so much for coming on really appreciate your time hey play to win baby I hope you enjoyed that one with Sean Harper. He's a really positive guy, really great insight in the, into his idea of the winning edge. Um, it's a great philosophy, in my opinion, for life in general. And, you know, it may not work for some people, but it's going to work for uh, others. So if, even if you take one or two things away from this episode, then that's a positive for me. So if you use any of these things, then let me know down in the, in the comments and I will see you next Monday for another episode of the Real Lives Podcast at 3pm Australian Eastern Standard Time and 6am Greenwood Mean Time. See you later.